Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Riding solo on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast this week. Hello, James Vandermart here. Another big week of Greyhound Racing in Melbourne town. Looking forward, obviously, to Sandown on Thursday, Meadows on Saturday. The two Metropolitan Premier meets for this week. And we're all about focusing on Thursday night at Sandown Park. I've decided, you know, you've got to be fair to the co-hosts of the show, Jason Adams. I don't want to work them too hard, so I thought, have a week off uh, this week, Jason. And, and I'll hold the fort down and, and we'll get through it. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Run of the week. Well, it would be rude to not have Stout Manelli as run of the week. Sensational win in the McKenna last week. And straight off the top, this is the number one talking point. Uh, the 2022 running of the Group 2 McKenna Memorial and Stout Manelli Sensational. We had Tim Aloisi on the show last week. He's now part of the family here on the podcast, and this is how his boy absolutely dominated the McKenna last Thursday night. To go. The McKenna, not 2022. They're set. And away. Riggett and Rick began well on the inside. Speed from Stoutmanelli's trying to go with it. Gets a half in front. Around the outside was Hilltop Jack and Stoutmanelli got to the lead. Aston Ulysses is right there. Back in the field. We had Spanish Miss Rufus Scrimjaw. Around the outside, Mapunga Warrior. Last of all, Zinman Bale. Down the back at Stoutmanelli. Three quarters in front of Hilltop Jack on the outside. There's three lengths in front of Riggett and Rick. Around the outside, Aston Ulysses. But it's Stoutmanelli. Stoutmanelli with a turn two in front. Trying hard was Hilltop Jack and Aston Ulysses for the pride of South Australia wins it. Stout Manelli wins, beats Hilltop Jack and Aston Ulysses will run third. It's a big Four moment again for Greyhound Racing in South Australia and not just obviously with Stout Manelli. Bedrock Fred's been flying up north so they're proving that they can mix it just about anywhere and, and Stout Manelli, what a, what a wonderful win it was. He showed terrific speed and at the end he just controlled the race from the moment the starter said go. So well done to all concerned, Dave Gill and, and Rose and, and the whole team with another tremendous training effort with uh, Stout Manelli and obviously Timmy Aloisi part of the family well done to you as well mate Thursday's preview so from last Thursday to this Thursday it's all about finding the winners this week from Sandown Park and as per the norm, 12 races on the program. And as my mate Smithy likes to say, well, that's 12 winners to be found. Let's get through them. Race one, first event of the night. I'm going to go here with number five, Aston Miles. Good speed last week. Did everything right. Probably deserved to win. Was nabbed on the line by Newport Flyer, who raced very, very greenly late. So I'm willing to, to go again with number five, Aston Miles. Now, race number two, it's over the 5.15, mix six and seven. There's a fair bit of class out wide. Obviously, Triumph had no luck last week. Sin City A. Angel's got a lot of early speed, but I'm going to stick near the rail and go with number two, Wheel and Go. Uh, just think the Greyhound's very strong. May need a little bit of luck in running, but can hit the line hard. Race three, this is my best bet of the night. Race three, number seven, Mapunga Warrior. Uh, looks like he's not a, an out-and-out 700-metre dog, but I don't think he has to be to win this race. He'll pour the pressure on at the right time, and I think he's going to be mighty hard to beat there. My best bet of the night, race three, number seven, 
over then to race number four. It's over the 5.95, and I'm going with number eight, Call Me Buster. Drawn a bit upside down, but if he can get across into a good place, he can run well. I do like the chances of uh, those drawn down near the inside, though. So we might just be uh, crossing the fingers for a bit of luck to go our way in the early part. Race number five now. This is a restricted win final over the 5.95. It's a pretty... Evenly matched field. The, the form line, pretty hard to try and sort out. Dutch Impact ran second behind Street of Dreams. They look the, the most dominant of the uh, the runners in the final with His Got Toe, who was close up in third. I think that heat, well, on the times, it, it was the better of the, the two. So we'd be basing it around that, and I'll go with Dutch Impact again because of the fact that he's got that early speed that can get him out in front with a corner start. He might be able to jump and run. Let's hope that is the case. Race number six, well, Hilltop Jack's probably going to win the race. Drawn the outside, runners up in a group two, but he's just... He's got the pace to overcome awkward draws, so we'll take him, but I'm going to keep a close eye on Radek Bale. I mean, he, he's had 55 starts, but he looks like he might be ready for a staying campaign now. He, he's just going beautifully at the moment, so we'll keep a close eye on him storming home at the end. Race number seven. Now, this is a tough one because the 5-8 of Bale's been lid-pinging to the front will probably do the same if you can find the Greyhound that's sitting second. I think you've got the winner. Now, Fernando's Quest has been racing well, has drawn better, I think, this week down near the inside. If he can reproduce what he did three starts ago, he's a big player, and that was why I went with him. But I'm not overly confident. I think Dewitt can run a race from out there in, in seven, especially if he gets on the, the tail of Vader Bale in the early part. Race eight, I'm going with one Nikolai Bale. He's in red-hot form. He'll look to run down compliance late. They look the main two there. Uh, over then to race number nine, another tough one. I'm going to go bump his dad, Roy. This was uh, race and Jason Adams' best bet or his punter's punting club last week, and it was a bit unlucky, so we'll give him another chance. Race number 10 here. Queen Lena, I thought, had every chance last week, so I'm willing to take her on. Uh, Extreme Jewel's been racing in terrific form, and Brother Bearing, I just think he grows a leg when he draws a good box and can get room early. So... Based on that, I've gone with the one brother bearing, but a, a big question mark on the on the pink extreme jewel who, who does look like a bit of a star on the rise. Rounding out the night, modern Kalinda, something beat last last week. If uh, if uh, I hadn't have tipped my Punga Warrior as the best, this would be the best bet of the night. I think Bella Ali's a danger to run a place, so it might be a, a same race multi-affair, and we round out race 12. Pretty tricky night, to be honest, and, and this last race, not easy. Gracie Bale's just trying to run herself back into form, and if she can do what she did three back at Terrelgan, I think that might be enough in what doesn't look the strongest metropolitan race at Sandown Park. Hunters Hunting Club. Yeah, putters, punting club time. Racing Jason Adams, I said, look, have the week off, mate, but still do some work. Give me a punter's punting club. He's done that. Uh, what have you gone with here, Jason? We'll open up the message. He said, 40 a win, Mapunga Warrior. 10 bucks the win on Radek Bale. I like the way he always splits them up. He, he just likes to travel a little bit cautiously, and I do like that approach. I'm going to have a pretty similar throw at the stumps. I'm going to have $40 to win on Mapunga Warrior, and I'm going to take a multi as well. Mapunga Warrior to win into Modern Kalinda Race 11, number four to win, and I'll chuck my last $10 on that. Inside Info. Thursday night, Sandown Park, Greyhound Racing in Melbourne Town, and uh, we've been uh, pretty lucky, I think, on the podcast with some big-name guests, and this week is no different. Uh, drawn Box 1 in Race 7, G had Talji, as I know him, Talji. He's got the red aura heat acid. He's good enough to jump on the podcast. Talji, how are you, mate? 
Yeah, good, James. Yourself? I'm going well. Uh, last week, last Thursday night, you put the polish on this greyhound to a Metropolitan win. You must have been pretty happy with that. Yeah, very stoked. Very stoked. He drew a good box for a change and uh, he used it well. Box number one, I had a look through his stats. He's had 21 starts. Three of his career wins have come from box number one. So it's clearly where he wants to be. You'd, you'd obviously be pretty happy with the draw this week. Oh, I'm wrapped, yeah. It's a hard field. You know, he's up against a couple of good dogs. But I think if he can use his box and hopefully there's a bit of a scrimmage in the first corner, he can get away, you know. From the inside draw last week, he was able to jump and run. He's probably been a greyhound, I think, early days that... Look, he wasn't always reliable away, but he does possess a very good turn of pace. So all he needs to do is jump, you know, realistically on terms, and then he can go through and show that acceleration. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he um, he does sort of uh, miss it a little bit, but then once he hits the ground, he's just off and running, and he's got that burst real early. And, um, yeah, so hopefully he can do it tomorrow and uh, – sorry, Thursday, and um, we can get away with another win, you know. Well, it's not the easiest of assignments. There is a bit of class out wide. Have you had a bit of a look at the form guide, mate, to see who you think is the main danger? Yeah, I think um, Fernando Quest, number two, and um, and I think it's uh, the sixth dog, Van, Van de Bale. Yeah, Vader Bale, very quick early. Yeah, Bale. He won the Wagga Cup, and he's got real good early speed, you know, so he might uh, put a put a bit of pressure on it mm. uh, at the start. But, um, yeah, we've just got to hope for luck, I suppose. Well, mate, it's never easy to win a race in town, and you did that last week, so good luck on, on going back-to-back. But before we let you go, uh, let's chat a little bit about uh, the mighty Magpies, mate. I know you're a, a mad Collingwood fan like me, and, and it hasn't been too bad so far, has it? Uh, the Pies are up and about. James, to be honest with you, mate, last week uh, a few friends or a few people that I know have got a pizza shop and got customers coming in all the time and we're always talking footy and they always say to me, they said to me last week, oh, who's Colin we've got this week? And I kept saying, oh, we've got a buy. <laughs> and uh, they said, a buy? I said, yeah, we're playing north, you know, thinking it was going to be an easy game. And I actually went to the footy on Saturday with a mate of mine and we couldn't believe three-quarter time. We're 26 points down and I said to him, mate, Let's get out of here. We, I can't watch this, you know. No. He said, no, we'll just wait five minutes. And they <laughs> came out and started kicking a couple of goals. We thought, this is all right. And then we ended up winning. I was over the moon. You know? I, I actually saw it as a little bit of a concern game because, you know, Collingwood lost to West Coast, obviously, earlier in the year. And I don't know, I was a little bit worried going in uh, that they would just be expecting that they were going to win. And when you go through North Melbourne stats, mate, they'd been getting rolled by a minimum of sort of 50 points every week. Spot on, spot on. And I say it all the time, Collingwood lose the games they should win mm. and win the games they shouldn't win. Like West Coast two years ago, we beat them when no one gave us any chance and we got up and won in a final at West Coast. So that's what I mean. The games that we shouldn't win, we do win. And the easy ones like last week, we tend to lose. Mm. Well, just a moment ago, mate, you gave a little mention of your pizza shop. Do you want to give that a bit of a plug on the podcast? I know we go to thousands of listeners, mate, so they might uh, inundate the, uh, the pizza store down there if we give it a good wrap. Yeah, the shop's in Karim Downs on Hall Road. It's next door to a, a Chinese shop called Wacht, and it's called Uncle Drew's Pizza and Ribs on the Run. So if you're in the area, come in, uh, mention the podcast and James Vandermart, and I'll look after you with a good pizza and a discount. Oh, mate, I tell you what, you've gone above and beyond. I, I expected that from you, Talish, though. I knew you'd look after our family here on the podcast, mate. So I reckon yeah, we can no we can problem. at least, what can we get, 10% discount if they mention the podcast? Oh, 10%, 100%, 10%. Yeah, there you go, mate. Might even throw in a couple of extra slices. Is there one race, as we move away from pizza back to Greyhounds, is there one race that you really want to win as a trainer? Oh, look, everyone wants to win the Melbourne Cup, you know what I mean? I, 
I got a big thrill uh, a couple of years ago when I quinelled the um, Vic Breeders at Shepparton with uh, Invictus Jackson and Invictus Benson. And, um, you know, I just love the sport. Like, I got, I run a business, but I, I get up and do the Greyhounds every day because I just love it and it's a great hobby. And, yeah, like I said, everyone would love to win a Melbourne Cup. You never know, you know, dreams are always there for someone, aren't they? Oh, exactly right, mate. And there's going to be a winner of the Melbourne Cup each and every year, which is uh, is exactly what keeps us getting out of bed nice and early and continuing on. And just before I let you go, mate, this is normally the question that most people will ask first, but I've sort of done this in a bit of a roundabout way. What what mm-hmm. got you involved in greyhound racing and how did it all begin for you? Uh, just, I suppose, betting on the dogs, you know. Yeah. Um, betting on the dogs and just having the passion for them. And a good friend of mine, Glenn Rounds, I've known Glenn for 35 years we played footy together and he was you know always at the footy club he'd talk about his dogs and all that sort of stuff and then one day I said to him I said look I want to get involved in a greyhound and he said no worries come around to my place and I've just had a litter of pups and we'll uh, have a chat so and that's where it all started and then we bought a pup off him and he trained it for us a dog called Culver City it was me and my cousin Alex we had the dog and from then on, it just sort of grew and grew. And then I bought a property in Devon Meadows and thought that I ran my own dogs. I never got into training or pre-training. I used to get people to do that for me. And then I just sort of kept learning and learning and learning. And then end of the day, I started training and, yeah, just loving it and having a good time. You know? Mate, this chat's going to go on and on because I want to find out about uh, Glenn Rounce as a footballer. Did he, have, uh, did he have much class about him? He was a good hard backman. Hard he, backman. He was a Kevin Sheedy. Good half back, a good hard backman. Well, there you go, mate. Where'd you used to run around in the midfield? I'd imagine slipping forward. Uh, midfield changing pocket, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mate. I could just imagine. We'll keep kicking goals, Talj. Appreciate you coming on the podcast, mate. And good luck with Orahitas at Sandown no Park worries. on Thursday. Thanks, James. Well, that wraps up everything for this episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Uh, enjoy the night of racing at Sandown Park. We count down, obviously, to the maturity with uh, that series at the Meadows about to get underway. So don't go anywhere, punters. It's going to be an exciting uh, winter uh, month of July. There is no two ways about that. Until next time, safe travelling and happy punting.